What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lumos. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard and former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the flannel wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design way to the fascination of fourth year and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Wow, that was not as good as I thought that it was would graceful. be. That was graceful. That was so graceful. You just, thought, you just sort of like dunked your mic in the coffee. <laughs> and hit it like twice, yeah. Hello! Schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tinworth. Come on in. This is the 21st episode of Shell Cottage Radio in which we will discuss Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. Before we fire up today's very interesting chapter discussion, we will do our cottage catch-up, quiz Bill with trivia questions, and expand our knowledge about magical and fantastic beasts. But, but before we do that, <laughs> okay. we would like to also sip on some coffee. Okay, let's try and get it. And we would together. like. To, oh, ready? Okay, here we One, go. One, two, three. <sighs> wow. And also. You know, there's different types of sips, right? So you've, you've that's get, true. You've kind of got this one, right? Which you've got the little short sip, and then you got the like what I just did, which was like it sounded like I was gurg- like just like. <laughs> you know, that's longer. There's and some I'm people like sucking it up too, which is weird because some people are sort of just like. You know, just like they a, can do it quietly, yeah. You know, some people are grossed out by sounds like uh, eating or, or drinking sounds. Yeah, so we're and probably messing with. You know, they're right probably now. just yeah. said, "I'm out of here." So I forgot you like your apple pie cold. I do. Did you warm it up? I forgot to warm mine up, but I'm gonna eat it cold uh, now. Obviously, yeah. I do for you like some yours reason warm? I, I like. I don't know. I like cold cake dessert. and and pie cold for some reason because <laughs> you want a warm drink to wash it down yes yeah, yeah. exactly okay you go so, ahead and you go ahead and bite into yours first, first we got a little my uh, this is the problem all right 
when desserts are just around your house and they're mm. just there, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're just there to be eaten. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if they're in sight, they're mm-hmm. in mind and they're in belly. Yeah. But if they not it's there, terrible. they not in mind and they not in belly. <laughs> so yeah, true. It's terrible. I mean, my gosh. No, it's great though because we actually have mm, been. Uh, it's good. It's great because we're closing our window it's like with a this Dutch apple pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love when it's like full so, of apples. Please, if you can, grab something that you enjoy right now. Even if it's like a little candy bar or an apple. What or... if somebody's listening at like midnight and they're like, guys, I'm trying not to like... <laughs> okay, Sorry. Don't, don't do that. Well, you can. It's fine. Well, we can, but, you know. Mm. So, let's do a little college. Uh, college? Oh, again? I mean, we can do a college catch-up, too, because we're wow. taking some college courses. I'm taking some college courses. I meant to say <laughs> cottage catch-up. Uh, I'll just continue this a little bit here. Uh, we, You recently were just on a another podcast. Yeah. How was it? It was very different because it was a YouTube live show. So oh, never done that before. Pressure's on. <laughs> I know you know what you know how that goes and everything. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was nervous, but also very excited. And um, they did a great job. And make you feel like everything's fine you know Mm -hmm. um they have like uh two other people on so it's a bigger group yeah discussion Mm -hmm. like a panel and that makes it more like way easier because if it's just two people then you're always the one being questioned Mm -hmm. and right yeah that was nice to hear the other perspectives and then react to them and yeah, kind of engage yeah. with them so that was a lot of fun and i learned a lot because right. one of them was the screen or is a screen screenwriter screenplay writer yeah i think uh yeah. I, I think i just say screenwriter but they oh, okay they work on it could be even just like a playwright i mean you have mm-hmm. adaptations for okay. screen things that are like more theater and play or whatever okay. i don't know exactly what she is but mm-hmm. we're talking by the way about the lord of the rings watch party mm-hmm. so will you link for them down below in the, in the description but uh, wonderful people. Yep. They made you feel right at home. I thought yeah, it was really did. great. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're doing a collaboration with Fellowship of Fans. And I mentioned this over on my uh, podcast with my good buddy Lane, an unexpected podcast where we sort of talked about, you know, um, what you were doing, some of the perspectives. Mm-hmm. We, we even, I even went into some of the things. I was actually uh, over here just listening to you while you were live, making sure all the technical stuff was yeah. good. Got to be the tech, got to be the tech wizard. You know me, guys. I got to right. make sure, you know, I got to make sure a lot of these sounds good. <laughs> I wasn't going to have you go out there and, yeah, sound, I mean, I do. I did find out I need to turn your audio up a little bit. Mm-hmm. You're so soft. I'm sorry. It's okay. I try. But anyway, <clears throat> so that was really cool, and, and it was it was neat to hear your perspective and to hear their perspectives, mm-hmm. which I then kind of shared on that podcast. So, uh, if you guys are interested in Rings of Power and you want to check that show out, again, go go check out um, the Watch Party, uh, Lord of the Rings, or Lord of the Rings Watch Party. They also have Watch Party uh, adaptations or podcast for I think Wheel of Time. And I want to say um, House of the Dragon slash Game of Thrones. So that's pretty cool if you guys want to check them out. I think they, yeah. they're all like a network, I think, is what they are kind of. Yeah. But it's awesome. Awesome cool. people. Well, and we, we enjoy like getting out and, you know, we have uh, a guest coming up next week. So we want to kind of collaborate with folks. And I think it's just neat to to do that once in a while, you know, reach out. Like some of you have been on the show. We've had you on. And uh, we've had our friends on. We're going to have more guests uh, down the line. Mm-hmm. Uh, our patrons mm-hmm. are, are welcome as well. Just DM us, message us, and we'd glad Reach you. Out. We'd, yeah, we would love to get you on for a chapter or something. So uh, that's been really, really mm-hmm. cool. So other things that are going on. By the way, I want to mention um, if you have followed me on other projects, uh, I told my good buddy Matt 
to uh, I don't think I can be on this weekend for our bend the knee episode. I'm gonna try to get on for a follow up to that and maybe do sort of like a kind of a goodbye uh, stepping away from those projects just because I'm taking a lot of college courses. Uh, life is going in a little bit of a different direction, and uh, it's been needed. You know, I mean, at some point I was like doing the math over here and math's not my thing. I'm not going to, I'm not going to college for, for, for math courses. No. Um, going for social studies actually. And, uh, but, but I found out I was doing the math. I was like seven, eight. If you count even some of the dormer, dormer, I can't talk. Blur, blur. What's his name? Brule. Brule. Why do I always want to say blur? Blur. Blur. I always think of blur because of us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You can still Brule. rename him. No, he's Brule. He's Brule. And he's, <laughs> So even when I say his name, he's getting me tongue-tied. But regardless, uh, the whole point is is that you know I, I looked up and I was like, wow, I have like seven to eight projects uh, going on. Yeah. Not, not all of them <laughs> going active at once. Some are dormant, uh, but I had to kind of narrow it down. Yeah. And uh, I'm really just sticking to our family podcast. So our Shell Cottage Radio and then our new one, um, Star Wars Hangout. Yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, it, you know what? If you've liked this this podcast and if you wouldn't mind giving me Sort of a, an, an early review over there just to help folks out. Uh, I kind of left everything to Matt, and uh, I just wanted to kind of step over there and do some some Star Wars hangout. Because that's the mm-hmm. one. I mean, really, I enjoy talking about Star Wars oh. and, and Harry Potter. Bill is the Star Wars guy. He, oh, yeah, I went crazy. Yeah. I went crazy, and I love it. And I have a lot of lore and breakdowns and things I want to do over and there. And the lore so. master, yeah. Okay, well, I appreciate you. You're such a you're so good at hyping, you know. Yep, I appreciate you. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, again, feel free to check that out. It's uh, I think the handle for some of the Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that is either uh, Twitter is like at Star Wars Hangout, and then the Instagram is at Star Wars Hangout Seven Seven. So you can seven, find those seven, there. Seven Seven, very yeah, uh, significant number. Yeah, significant number. Uh, seventy Seven. So uh, also over on YouTube, I have uh, up to fifteen thousand subscribers over there. Whoa, whoa! Really loving that. We're enjoying our time on Harry Potter Hangout. Whoa, whoa! Uh, over five K. Yes, we just hit five K. Yeah. So. Super pumped, super cool, and we're just enjoying it. And I think it's just a nice little, uh, it's just enough of podcasting and content creation that we can kind of keep yeah. it going and pursue other things and grow yeah. our family and do the whole thing and all that good stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess that counts as ketchup. I know, it's a little bit long, but <laughs> I just wanted to share. Yeah. yeah, the last thing I just want to remind you, next episode, don't miss out because we will have Hufflepuff Melissa as a guest host on there. So I am super excited to talk to her. We are all about um, getting into all the different kinds or different niches of the fandom, uh, whether it's collectors, whether it's just, you know, some people only like to read the books. Some people only like to see the movies. Some people love um, cooking, Mm -hmm. Harry Potter recipes, all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Um, Or artists or uh, musicians. We, if you, you know, like like we said, if you are interested in being on our show and, and letting us into the world of your part of the fandom, we would love to hear about you. You know, sweetie, there are like, so in Star Wars, I came across an individual <clears throat> who only collects Ewok toys. Wow, that's and then super specific. More specific than that, I found someone who only collects Wicket figures, <laughs> Wicket toys, Wicket t-shirts. So <laughs> Wicket is a, one of the Ewoks. Mm-hmm. No other Ewoks are are in this person's collection. Just wow. Wicket. I was like, that is unbelievable. That is Wicket. 
That's wicked, right? <clears throat> um, so if you're somebody who's in like a Dobby only collector and you only collect Dobby <laughs> Please. stuff, what if they just had like a whole room of like just socks like dedicated to different oh, my versions of Dobby socks? Please reach out. Mm-hmm. That'd be fun. Mm-hmm. So you never know what you're gonna find out there in terms of like you wouldn't expect that, but I mean, there's I don't know. There's yep. a audience for or a niche or whatever yep. for for everything. everything. Um, you I mean. You have so many super creative people out there that, yeah, I'd love to learn about all of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we finished up our apple pie. I think we mm-hmm. bought enough time there. So we both are trying to, like, cram it down. Yeah, and I uh, accidentally forgot to make up a second trivia question, so I just made it oh, up so on the fly. Oh, so I only got one? Oh, nope, oh, sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> but they're both about the chapter, so. <laughs> okay. Look at you though on the fly. Oh no. Doing stuff. That's that's radical. Okay. That's like a veteran move. <laughs> by the way. Do okay. I count as a veteran? Yeah, I'm done you right now. That's, <laughs> that's growth. I mean How many episodes do I have to have recorded to be considered a veteran? Mm, I don't know. I'll let you know. <laughs> Keep recording. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. Uh let's dive right into the trivia training. Mm. Mm-mm. Mm. First question of the day. Why did Snape referee the Quidditch match between Gryffindor and Hufflepuff in Harry's first year? He volunteered. <clears throat> he wanted to. And and mm-hmm. he was worried that, mm-hmm. that someone was going to attack or, or jinx uh, Harry's broom again. Mm-hmm. He's looking after him. You know what I mean? Yep. I think Madam Hooch maybe was on vacation, too. <laughs> so Maybe she said, like, finally... You know, finally someone can step in and... Madam Hooch has, like, one job. Two jobs, maybe. Right? It was just teach everybody the first years how to ride their... (laughs) Oh, boy. Down the wrong hatch. Sorry. Sorry about that. Or were you just upset that I was talking about, you know, bad about Madam Hooch? No. Yeah, it might have been. She has those two jobs, though, right? Teach the first years Mm -hmm. and then referee. Yeah. Pretty... You think she's getting a full teacher salary? No, she's not even considered I, a professor. Okay. So no, I don't think so. All right, well, faculty member. I mean, she's. But also, you have to have a pretty high qualification to be a referee. I think the tests we talked about it in one of the EEEs. The, well, then the, how is Snape? Mm-hmm. How is Snape the referee? Huh? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, there we go. We have mm. big question. How, how can Snape referee even though he didn't? Does he know all the rules? I don't, I don't know. know. Because I don't think anybody can just referee. Like you said, you have to know a lot. Mm-hmm. Although, I mean, it comes down to probably like professional. It's just 20, 30 rules that you really have to know for for a school game. And yeah, the rest yeah. is really for professional yeah. games where it's about money and stuff. Right. Yep, here at the school, they just sort of make <coughs> things up. Uh, it's, it's just what Dumbledore does, right? You yep. know, here's 50 points. There's two points <laughs> for standing up to your friends. And here, here we go. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> you get number two? Mm-hmm. Okay. Who did Hermione hug after they won the Quidditch match against Hufflepuff? Mm-hmm. Who did she hug? Uh, maybe? I want to say... I mean, the obvious, I think, I want to say Ron. But if it's not Ron, it would have been... I mean, Neville was still knocked out, essentially, from fighting Crab and Goyle. Mm-hmm. So... It's not Draco. <laughs> uh, we would definitely Lavender? remember that. La- no, but close. You're in the right direction. Oh, okay. Yeah, good. One of the Patels? Mm-hmm. Really? And who's the Gryffindor? 
Um, oh my gosh, I blanked on their names. Um, Pravardi. Yes. Yep. Pravani. Yeah. Patil. Yep. What's her sister's name? Oh my gosh. I know, you asked me too fast. I don't know. Parvati and pa- Padme? <laughs> close <laughs> to that. Padme, right? It, pa- it, it's close to that. Pa- Parvati, help us out, people. <laughs> You're probably at home like, oh, that's easy. Parvati and Padma? Is it Padma? Yeah, it's Padma. Not Padme, but Padma? Ha! Wow. Yep. Cool. So, there you go. Parvati and Padma. Padma. Pa- Padma is in Ravenclaw, by the way. Okay. Okay. Move on, move on, move on to our weekly magic zoology lesson. What? You rescue these creatures? Yes, that's right. Rescue, nurture, and protect them. I'm, I'm gently trying to educate my fellow wizards about them. Come on. Bill and Fleur want to learn even more about magical creatures and fantastic beasts and share this knowledge with you guys so we can all appreciate them more. Newt would be proud of us. This week, we'll take a closer look at the demiguys because I thought to myself, last week we talked about um, the invisibility cloak, so we should have mm. should have talked about the demiguys last week. Ah. So I'm just going to do that now. Okay. Do you remember... The demiguise's name, <laughs> third trivia question in uh, Fantastic Beasts. Hmm, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, what is? No, I don't. Dougal. Dougal. I did know it. <laughs> I did know it. Dougal the demiguise. Oh darn it. Okay, so demiguise have a classification of four axes, and I believe that's um, dangerous or requires specialist knowledge and skilled wizards may handle. The demiguise is found in the far east though only with great difficulty, for this beast is able to make itself invisible when threatened and can be seen only by wizards skilled in its capture. The demigeist is a peaceful herb, herbivorous... Herb, herbivore? Herb, herbivore? Herb, herbivore? He, he's herbivorous. Herbivorous? I don't, I don't know how to uh, say that. You're just word. digging a hole right now. He I don't only know. eats plants. Okay. <laughs> Um, something like a graceful ape in appearance with large black doleful eyes more often than not hidden by its hair. <laughs> the whole body is covered with long, fine, silky, silvery hair. Demiguise pelts are highly valued as the hair may be spun into invisibility cloaks. Wh- wh- what? Mm-hmm. They use the hair. Shut up right now. So I'm wondering if the cloak that Harry... You know, that's in Harry's possession. Uh-huh. If it's so special, is it still demiguise hair they used? Or, or is it something different, you know? Okay, I feel like I need to start writing some of these things down. Because mm-hmm. now that you brought the cloak up again, where's our, like, doc for, like, Harry Potter hangout <laughs> stuff? You know, I mean, my gosh. Yeah, it's a lot. That's, a really, that's really cool, though. I, I, would, I did not know that. I mean, they turns invisible. Mm-hmm. That creature is really powerful, I feel it like. It is? Yes. I mean, who doesn't want to be, you know, I would love to be able to just become invisible if I want to. Yeah. No, it's awesome. <laughs> um, and not only, like, you know, not for bad things, but sometimes you just want to, you just don't want to be seen. And uh, I'm not doing, like, a lot of stuff where I'm like, oh, I should, no one should 
ever watch me wait. doing that. But, <laughs> wait, but, wait, wait, wait. See, I'm sorry. You See, know, I wouldn't you, rob a bank you, or anything. You opened the door. I <laughs> just was thinking, yeah, it'd be cool. And then here you are like, well, not for anything bad. And I'm like, what? No, no one even thought that until you just opened the door there, young lady. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. But I just figured, sorry. What'd you find? On the wiki, it says cloaks made from their hair eventually turn opaque. Losing their invisibility effects as time passes. So that makes me think even more that this cloak's not made from their pelts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the hollows. Got them special powers. Mm -hmm. Which I'm still going to go back and write write up the short about uh, the cloak having extra powers. Does anyone agree with me on that whatsoever, by the way? Oh, yeah. Send us an email. I want to know. Uh, if anybody thinks that they're... Because I know Lottie doesn't agree with me on it, but I feel like that, that cloak no, has well, extra No, well, I heard some people say, uh, how did they... So that's next week's episode, next chapter. How did they transport Norbert or Norberta mm-hmm. in its cage to people underneath still... I mean, we get like some magical objects. They can expand or shrink, mm-hmm. like, yeah. the, you know, like the uh, inside of a pocket or... Or a tent or something, but yeah, yeah, maybe that's its power. And also, I mean, the dragon—did he did he fall asleep, or she did she fall asleep, or did she spit fire? And and does the does the invisibility cloak also make you safer? You know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. That's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I think I mm-hmm. honest I honestly think it's got extra powers. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yeah. it it protected you. From death, yeah, like yeah, kind of. Death mm-hmm. couldn't see it. You, you, when you were, I mean, I know it's like a death is trying to find you and, mm-hmm. it, and it can't locate you. And I just feel like I still feel like if somebody directly casted Avada Kedavra at you and hit you with the with the, cloak I think on. you would still die. I don't think it would shield <clears throat> you from that. Yeah, you're probably right. Because otherwise, I feel like Dumbledore would have figured that out. Yeah, you're probably right. Honestly, you're probably right. I just I just want it to have more powers, you know? Yeah. I just think it should. So Okay, two more fun facts though about the demi guy. Wait a second, wait a second. Oh. Yeah. I just thought of something. Mm-hmm. I think I just figured out the answer to my own question. Yeah. Isn't Harry wearing the cloak when he's hit with a spell from Malfoy? I think he is. Remember is that just a movieism when he is using oh, the Oh yeah, yeah, in the on the train. And he's hit mm-hmm. with the with the petrifying or yeah. the uh, yeah, and I think in, even in the, the full book, body he, pulls, he pulls off the cloak. Pretty sure. Dang it. There you go. Son of a gun. <laughs> yeah, otherwise right. it would be really powerful. Way too powerful. I just wanted, then, I wanted to have more power than just being able, like, I don't understand what distinguishes it from other inv- invisibility cloaks other, well, than, it invis- other than it doesn't okay. deteriorate over time. Yeah. But I feel can, like, let's, let's say it expands and shrinks. I just feel like the other two... Like Deathly Hallows are super weak compared to the Elder Wand, you know. Mm, depending on yeah, who you want to bring back. That person can't really do anything though. I know, but they can talk to you, kind of. Yeah, I don't know. But then it makes you even more sad that they're not really there. I don't know. Yeah, I I should just sorry. The Resurrection Stone is yeah totally. I think it's garbage. That's it. I think it's a waste. I'm sorry about that. If that's your well, favorite hollow. Well, it saved Harry. It made him feel brave. <coughs> I get it. I understand. He was facing death. Yeah, I get it. Mm. Okay. Sorry. Um, Two more fun facts about the demiguys, though. Uh, one, 
the demigoddess's ability to make itself invisible was used to symbolize the number zero in the runic alphabet. And okay. I just thought about like the runes, ancient runes is a subject that Harry and Ron never bothered to take, but Hermione is all about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves it. And we never get an insight on the classes or what, you know, what exactly they are. But isn't that funny to think about how maybe ancient um, Egyptian uh, characters or, or, or um, what do you call them? Are they runes, I guess? Uh, hieroglyphs. Hieroglyphs, yeah. Yeah, hieroglyphs. Um, how they used like um, little pictures of things to to make up a language, right? Mm-hmm. And they used the demigods because it was a magical beast and that's a magical language yeah. or n- a, a magical alphabet. Isn't it cool that they used that in ancient times? Yeah, yeah. So the demigods must have been around for, for quite a bit. A long time, yeah. And... um. Even Chinese characters, I believe, sometimes mean a whole word. Like one character can mean like mm-hmm. monkey or yeah. house or something, and then right. they make up a word. It's 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 such a different structure of the language. Yeah, which yeah. I think is pretty interesting. So I thought it was cool that they used the demi guys. No, it's cool. Zero, like and then the second one is really funny. Just just because we have our brawl here upstairs. Yeah. Um. So at some, that's all from the wiki, by the way. For, um, in the 17th century, at some point before late 1620, Phineas Fletcher smuggled a demigod to North America, which escaped and bred with a ghoul. Their offspring were the first hide behinds. Hide behinds. Let me click on the hide behinds. Huh? <laughs> this is an American thing, huh? The hide behind was a nocturnal forest dwelling. Sp- Spectra-like beast that preyed on humanoid creatures, would, but a witch and Pakwaji working together were able to defeat the creature. It could shift its shape, allowing it to hide behind almost any object. It was accidentally created from breeding between a demigod and a ghoul. It was also featured in the revised edition of... Oh, I guess I don't have the revised edition... Let me check. All oh, right. See, so, hey, buying secondhand. You know, that's yeah, the, the word of the wheezes over did. here. Buying the secondhand uh, Fantastic Beast book. Yeah. So That's okay. It's all right. <laughs> anyway, um, while I'm looking this up, if it's in here or not, you can answer the question. Would you want to have <clears throat> or befriend a demigod? Oh, gosh. Would I want to? Do- yeah, absolutely I would. Mm-hmm. Absolutely I would because there's something about that creature that just looks wise it reminds me of like when i think of like uh spirit animals that i'm like probably close to i think of turtles yes i think of owls Mm -hmm. i love those i have an owl like lamp um i used to be obsessed with turtles i thought they were so cool um and i think a demigod is sort of also like kind of you know there's wisdom there's oh yeah you know you could disappear Mm -hmm. also gandalf uh often is described like i think like there's like over 10 times in the first several chapters of either The Hobbit or Fellowship. I think it's Fellowship. He's mentioned as disappearing here and there, being right, invisible right. and stuff. You're like, oh, yeah, he's a wizard. Um, so, yeah, I think I think I would uh, absolutely would love to have one or to be friends with one or, or whatever you would mm-hmm. say there. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I would want to have one yeah, just to seem, be friends with it. They because seem nice. Yeah, and it's it feels you feel kind of special because not a lot of wizards would be able to, you know, see them even. Mm-hmm. So it would be cool mm-hmm. to be friends with one. 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. They can kind of see the future too, can't they? A little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Did, I was trying to figure that out. Did I just? Did I read about it? Did they mention it here? I think not really, but they do have future. Yeah, they have like sight or whatever. They can kind of yeah, uh, immediate though, not something long. term. Yeah, no, yeah, not long term, but what we see in the movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's why they have to be completely unpredictable. Which, by the way, reminds me of the last movie we saw. It's exactly the same thing. Mm -hmm. They have to be completely unpredictable. Yeah. So uh, Grindelwald can't see them in the future. Right. I feel like they had. It was less uh, since. Since the chillin can see so well into the future, mm. the chillin. Right? Oh, sorry, I thought that Demi was. Demi guys. No. Oh, uh, Grindelwald. You said Grindelwald. Yeah. I thought we were talking. So, yeah. How does he? How does Grindelwald see into the future? I think he's a. Um, he has. He just has the 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 eye, the inner eye, or something. Oh right, I thought he's he also. Seer. I thought that's why he got the chillin too, though. Um. No. Oh goodness. <laughs> uh did Cause he does, doesn't he see something in the pool doesn't he doesn't he yeah use i think it he to... sees it because of his abilities oh so it had nothing so you couldn't have been any other wizard to just do that and then get insight into the future or something that's cr okay i, I get you i th think so we have to look that up <laughs> <clears throat> because then i'm kind of wondering like what would the the whole i guess any any time you moved against grindelwald you would mm. have to be random entirely you know what i mean i mm -hmm. thought it was because he had the chillin that it made him extra um formidable sort of like also with his ability maybe to be a bit of a seer but also that the chillin had some power i could be totally wrong that's kind of great i'd have to go back and rewatch the movie and like think about that that makes grandavolt even more powerful so mm -hmm. if he's just like how would you oppose him does you know what i'm saying does dumbledore have to be random every time he goes against uh grindelwald mm -hmm. so i don't know um anyway the chillin were part part dragon part horse creatures would had which had precognitive abilities yeah pre precognitive also yeah. look into a person's soul yeah so it to me it was sort of like he i think he does have seer ability like i think maybe he does but mm -hmm. i just like when they got the chillin that was what like since since he mm. got it away from Newt, it felt like okay there was a second one cool, um, but Dumbledore wouldn't tap into the dark arts to sort of counter the same thing that like Grindelwald was doing. So therefore they used countersight, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, exactly. But I thought the countersight was because of the chillin. But if it's only because mm -hmm. of Grindelwald, then uh, you'd have to use countersight every time you went against Grindelwald. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I anyway. guess you're, you're probably right. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. I'm just trying to. It, well, I was saying that the unpredictability that mm. Newton, those guys use with the demi guys seems to be mm. less because it can't see that far into the future. It doesn't yeah. have that type of power of, uh, you know. I guess we have to rewatch the movie. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I, and also, you know, that kind of is. I wish it were more clear, though. You mm. know, like, I don't know. I mean, that mm. that could be a criticism of it, honestly. So. Yeah. As much as we loved it, I, I still think they're, it's okay to be critical of it. Yep. All right. Cool. All right. It is time for a chapter summary. Righty. Here we go. Here we go. Ready? Yep. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Ball. Okay. So I get to choose? You get to choose. Well, I kind of want to see you sweat through it. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> summary of chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. 
Harry promised Dumbledore he wouldn't go find the mirror again, but he can't forget what he saw and starts having nightmares about his parents. But the next Quidditch match is fast approaching and Gryffindor is going to play Hufflepuff this time. During one practice, Oliver Wood informs the team that Professor Snape will be refereeing the upcoming game. Not just the Quidditch players, but Hermione and Ron are horrified at the news. The trio is convinced that Snape specifically requested to do this job to get closer to Harry and make him fall off his broom for sure this time. However, Harry, the brave Gryffindor that he is, still wants to play. In the meantime, Neville Longbottom has other worries. Malfoy made fun of him in the library and put a leg locker curse on him. The poor boy has to hop all the way up to the Gryffindor Tower until Hermione... <laughs> Sorry, I, out of the corner of my eye, I could see you laugh. I didn't. Uh, you were about to. <clears throat> the poor boy has to hop all the way up to the Gryffindor Tower until Hermione finally releases him of the curse. Harry lifts Neville up by telling him he's worth 12 of Malfoy's kind. That cheers Neville up a little bit and he hands Harry a chocolate frog card. The card turns out to be Albus Dumbledore again. Yet Harry suddenly remembers that he had read Nicholas Flamel's name on Dumbledore's card on the Hogwarts Express. Finally, they make the connection that Flamel is an alchemist and must be over 600 years old, and Hermione is able to locate his name in one of her books. The guy turns out to be the creator of the Philosopher's Stone, a stone that transforms any metal into pure gold and also produces the elixir of life. The trio now knows what Fluffy must be guarding and how important it is that Snape can't get his hands on it. Despite the new valuable information and the urgency of the matter, Harry still competes in the Quidditch match. But through a spectacular dive, he manages to catch the snitch in record time and secures Gryffindor's win in less than five minutes. Snape is furious, and Harry later notices the potions master sneaking towards the Forbidden Forest. Jumping on his broomstick, he decides to secretly follow. He comes across Snape and Quirrell and overhears their conversation about Fluffy and Quirrell's hocus-pocus to protect the stone. Clearly, Snape is putting the nervous, stuttering professor under pressure. Harry returns to the school where he finds the after-game party is still raging. He tells Hermione about what he just witnessed. The trio comes to the conclusion that all that stands between Snape and the Philosopher's Stone is Fluffy and Quirrell's loyalty to Dumbledore. Alrighty, cool. Alrighty, cool. Let's dive into the chapter discussion. So, um, I don't know. You know, this chapter is interesting just because there's the Quidditch match. Everything's on the on the on the line. You know, you, mm -hmm. they've got the. Um, the house cup and everything and it's their chance to beat hufflepuff and take on first place yeah now i kind of wish that the match was longer than five minutes yeah uh why did we have to pick house hufflepuff to know, do that right? you know i yeah. just feel like it's wrong i don't know that it's right and if diggory would wouldn't diggory still be is he the well, seeker depends if he already is the seeker he's definitely at the school but we yeah. don't know if he's already playing quidditch right is there like a, a older seeker and this is mm -hmm. his last yeah. year and it's just like about time after that five minute loss to potter we got to get diggory in there <laughs> yeah. you know maybe yeah. diggory's a reserve right now who knows and thought, yeah. hey i can do better because mm -hmm. we we first hear him i think in the next book right in chamber of secrets is when we hear diggory's name mentioned as the sneak as the seeker i think uh because definitely by book four I feel like it's in oh, I'm sorry, prisoner, third, third. That's prisoner what I'm sorry, I meant yes. third. Mm -hmm. uh, because by book four, you know, you get that reference back to mm -hmm. uh, the time where right. Hufflepuff sort of, you know, where Diggory out, mm -hmm. you know, best, yeah. best Harry. Yeah, and we even see him in the movies, and it's a different actor. Yeah, that's in, right. In, in that's prisoner. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With the glasses and everything and the storm raging. Yep, yep, exactly. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, I was thinking about, too, before this, you have, um, you, you have Wood really running him through all the drills, mm -hmm. super intense, ready to go, and the Weasleys are goofing around. Mm -hmm. And it made me think of practices that I've had before <laughs> where a big game's coming up, 
And for some reason, it's like almost like a self-destruct is happening. Or I don't know, like yeah. you're kind of like, we got this one in the mm. bag, you know, we're good. We're letting our guard down. Mm -hmm. And it's probably a good thing that the Snape referee situation happens. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. that way they sort of tighten up every, everything and mm -hmm. sort of say, yeah, we got to focus. Wow, we, you're we, right. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, they, they it seemed like they, they really weren't. I don't know, that happens a lot of times where you have a, a team chokes because they or something happens. They're a better team on paper. They mm -hmm. should win the game, mm -hmm. but they they just come out lackadaisical. They still are riding on the high of the last win and, you know, Harry being an awesome seeker. Mm -hmm. There's me. Yeah, I can see the Weasleys being like a little bit arrogant. Like, yeah, we're the best. Yeah. But <clears throat> that all changes when we find out that Snape wants to be the referee. And as yeah. we were saying earlier, like how, why, what's the deal? Uh, is Madam Hooch out on vacation, <laughs> whatever. But it's because he wants to protect him. Yeah. And he and Dumbledore have talked this through. We will find out later, mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, how, how involved Snape really is in the protection of Harry Potter. Uh, this is one of those early signs, though, that oh. he was looking out. He spotted the, the jinx on his broom, and he's going to be out there to intercede if he needs to. Yeah. So... I feel like that's good good on him although he looks intimidating he looks menacing he looks whatever he is calling he's making i mean the uh, i think the second foul of the game they say something like there is no um there was no foul and snape just sort of jumps out there and you know yeah. uh calls it or whatever but anyway uh let me back up a little bit though before we get into all of the game mm -hmm. i wanted to mention too at the start of this that there was a oh it's kind of like the mirror is an in i think you know, Harry's told not to go seek it. Mm -hmm. Dumbledore in the middle of this chapter says, or at the end, maybe, glad to see you're not yeah. still, yeah. you know, checking out the mirror. Ron says at the beginning of it, see, you're going crazy because you're having these dreams yeah. about a green flash of light and your parents' death and mm -hmm. this high, you know, uh, cackling voice, which is yeah. Baltimore. So the connection's already there from from the beginning. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting just to think about that in terms of her writing and that she had that. Mm -hmm. I actually really think all this stuff, all of like like a piece of whether it's a Horcrux or whatever she had, mm -hmm. the, the name that a piece of Voldemort would be with him. You know what I mean? And that that would be something that he would have to. It gives him these these different I, I, like ideas oh, okay. or, or, or these mean. different powers. Mm -hmm. be, right. Because that's still technically there. Um, that's OK. That's just my computer. Oh, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. This is about to light on fire. So, uh, I mean, oh, it's just a web browser open. Nothing else. Just literally a web browser and it's, freaking out. And it's on fire. So <laughs> it's crazy. Anyway, um, but you know what I mean? I feel like mm -hmm. all this stuff is, is like laid out way earlier than, than we yeah. would think. Uh, like having the ending down in terms of like what was going to happen and, and then Snape's ending. I'm even thinking mm. about like right now in this story, if she has this idea and knows that Snape is going to have the arc that he's going to have, right? Mm. Because I feel like that's that's the case. She wrote with the ending in mind and here he is out here protecting. I think yeah. I forget sometimes as I read through until you're at the end and Quirrell's explaining everything. I'm like, why was he out there? Yeah. You know, that's a little suspicious. Yeah. And then you're like, no, it's not. It's not, it's not that suspicious. I mean, he's... He's there. He's part of the, the whole protection for for Harry. Yeah. So, And then I'm thinking more about, like, for some reason, to, uh, I was on the way home and I was listening to the to the chapter, and when I thought of Snape being out there, and what is he thinking inside? Besides oh. just looking out for, like, mm -hmm. did he go to Dumbledore and say, the boy needs protecting? Did Dumbledore say, 
you're refereeing this next I feel match, like it, you know? I feel like it should... He discussed this with, with Dumbledore and maybe McGonagall or someone. Uh, because it feels like, why would... Yeah, you're right. Like, everyone would wonder why would he referee and especially if it's about Gryffindor not taking the lead and mm-hmm. above Slyther- Slytherin right so also I was wondering too um if Snape it, do you think he's like I mean we see him he's pretty sour about everything mm-hmm. <laughs> I always wonder if it's still because he's doing something that also goes against his hate feelings for James and the Marauders and just uh, you know he's is that why he's extra sour maybe or something yeah. yeah i do think there's a reminder of james in those times and so that's probably why he does feel that mm-hmm. way but i also think too there is i bet in his alone time he thinks of lily and thinks about yeah you know and even speaks to whatever you know just speaks it out into the open uh that he's here and he's going to do everything he can to protect her son you know because people always kind of forget that angle mm-hmm. uh they're always thinking well, he sees he sees harry and, and, he, and he sees just only James because he looks so much like James but the whole thing is that he has these eyes mm. his eyes look just like his mother's yeah you know they they so remind every single character that comes across him that has mm. met his mother of his mother so mm. the remembrance of her is right there staring at him all the time so I feel like a lot of times he sees that it's these mixed emotions right where mm. yeah he's he, he kind of has that demeanor anyways yeah but at the same time hey I'm 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 gonna do this for Lily yeah so. Yeah. I'm just starting to think about this contrast here between one, the book teaching you don't dwell on your dreams and memories and something that's in the past, like, you know, through the stone of resurrection or the resurrection stone through the mirror. But then we have this character like Snape who massively, you know, dwells on on his feelings for mm-hmm. for someone who passed away and and that's yeah. that was that is what turns the whole story around yeah. at, in the end that, that saves everybody really yeah is, so is, is it you know like is is the big teaching here don't ever give give up your old love or or is it because well, otherwise it teaches you through yeah. the mirror and everything well you shouldn't you know we get that you miss your loved ones but mm-hmm. you shouldn't dwell on that and go out and still live your life yeah for sure um it is it's interesting because snape yeah he's, he definitely still has that love and he's 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 always cared for lily and mm-hmm. is looking after her son and that's affecting the events of this story um but i think he still was doing both i think he still mm-hmm. was living his life yeah um and and continues on because of that but he's still i get what you're saying though he's still very obsessed and very centered mm. uh on her and thinking about her and stuff yeah. i love in the movie when they show him just holding her and showing up there yeah i mean i know it's super super, super yeah. sad yeah. but i mean just think about that for a second he just mm-hmm. i mean that he he feels responsible for that he feels like that's his fault he, he he could have done more i also feel like people forget to think about how much snape is when he is around Voldemort. Imagine if you were in his mind mm-hmm. and imagine how well he has to hide his emotions, mm-hmm. how strong he would have to be to do that uh, and, and to step away and then sort of like let it out later on how much he would hate even possibly Voldemort for killing the yeah. love of his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty wild. Yeah, he, he has to ha- hide that this whole time. Yeah, and so I think that's something we we forget. We don't, I know hate's a strong word, but like mm-hmm. I feel like he has seriously would want 
to do everything in his power to to you know i don't know uh work against the dark lord yeah so yeah, yeah it's why he goes back to dumbledore and says i'm you know ask for forgiveness and help and and whatever he's targeted lily and james and this has gone too far yeah so anyway it's just something really crazy to think about like when he's out here and he sees harry for this first time he's maybe had years of sort of peace and i don't know not peace but like time to think about stuff right as harry's 11 years or whatever uh where he's just been out there and he hasn't had to face him and now all of this is coming back for the for those 11 you know yeah from 11 years ago and he's out here refereeing protect i mean really protecting we don't like emphasize it enough we just say oh yeah he's out there and snape's just looking all mean and aggressive and calling penalties on hufflepuff but actually we're all we're reading it from harry's perspective right and sort of right Mm. from the gryffindor perspective yeah and it's because one of the things is like snape caught a foul for nothing on on gryffindor yeah no he didn't that's just what we're told True, true. That's the, you know, we he, don't know. We don't know. He just like that's, that's that's almost like Lee Jordan, uh, yeah. you know, sort of commentating on yeah. this and telling us that that's super biased. Yeah, fans often don't want to see that you know their team fouled someone. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. and so that's that's cleverly written, I think, too. Yeah. That this is the type of stuff that you that you can throw in there to make us be like, what for nothing? Why would he do that? Yeah. Well, he really didn't. <laughs> he he the, t- typically your adults or teachers or people mm. in the store they have a reason mm. and or they did do it for a reason but our younger characters are are that who aren't matured up enough uh they, they don't notice it yeah. and they're not going yeah. to yeah. communicate that's up for uh, we need to infer that as the reader so yeah. anyway also yeah um i know this is kind of after the neville incident and stuff but it fits with snape so i want to read that real quick um mm-hmm. when harry notices uh, Snape was so horrible to him. Could Snape possibly know they had found out about the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone? Harry didn't see how he could, yet he sometimes had the horrible feeling that Snape could read minds. Mm-hmm. When I read that, I was like... Phew. Yeah, it's awesome. This it's is awesome. probably the really first time I, I noticed that. I'm like, this is such a foreshadowing. I mean, he probably did. Did he read his mind? Because we know he's he's such a skilled legitimate. Could have, yeah. Who know? I don't. Yeah, possibly. Because again, Hagrid is is divulging secrets and stuff. I think there's always like the professors tend to know a lot more about these students, and they know a lot more than what they mm-hmm. than, than our characters will let us into. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that's kind of a clever little mention by the author. Yeah. <laughs> to let us know that like Snape's like super powerful. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting um, as well that the chocolate frog is used here to kind of perk someone up from being down. And I know it's the card that we that we want to focus on in in terms of like, oh, it's Nicholas Flamel and the alchemist and Hermione was looking in the wrong place and all that kind of stuff. But chocolate can just do wonders. We get that theme later with what's his name? (laughs) Mooney. Yeah. 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 Professor Lupin. Lupin. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, think about this. How... You, I mean, you love a little, just a little coffee and sometimes just a little piece no, of chocolate. <laughs> yes, you do. And it's so, it makes you feel so much better. It's, it's yeah. just not just like a little piece. You know, I'm everyone, from Europe. Every once in a while. I'm from Europe and I grew up with Nutella or Nutella. Uh-huh. So, um, and I do not get why people here don't like it. <laughs> yeah. I do not like Nutella? I don't know. I've, I've... Nutella. I yeah, I guess I guess that's where my chocolate addiction really comes from. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's I mean, but you know what I mean. Like it's used. It, you wouldn't think a, a thing like chocolate yeah. would be something that you would, but it's magical. Yeah, chocolate oh, is 
magical. It does actually chemically, um, I don't know, raise your endorphins in your blood. Oh, well, well, see, now you have people over here, uh, our listeners are going to start consuming more chocolate. I mean, they say like dark chocolate is actually really good for you. So, Remember when I we mean, were in Costa Rica and we got dark, dark, like the yes. different types of chocolate yeah. and we had like just, we yeah. break just a little bit off after our um, I know, dinner after dinner. Oh boy. Dessert. It was, it was perfect. Oh, that was great. But can we talk about how Neville, poor Neville from the mm-hmm. library mm-hmm. all the way and through the portrait hole to the Gryffindor Tower, mm-hmm. he hopped like a bunny. Yeah. I was actually just about to bring, bring up the idea that the, when he comes in, when he comes into the Gryffindor common room, mm-hmm. everyone burst out laughing. Right? I, th- I think that's horrible. Horrible. But I also have to say this. Sorry. I work in high school. I work with kids in the ninth grade, 10th grade. You think that's... And they sometimes at first just something so shocking or whatever. Mm-hmm. They just, they bust out laughing at the most things that are inappropriate. And this is also why, like, I totally get why we want to, I don't know, thinking back to, we were so immature. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, all of us were. And, and mm-hmm. all those kids are. Middle school is crazy. Yeah, you're right. If you think about the kids that were bullied, you know, in school often, yeah, I guess people would laugh at that. But you feel like that's not how they would react because he's a Gryffindor. And how can Malfoy do that to him and everyone else is like almost like on Malfoy's side by laughing at him. But they didn't know Malfoy did it. And you're right. Like, I feel like I have witnessed other kids in my school being bullied like that. And I didn't didn't say anything and i feel bad about it you know like you're just part of the crowd or what it is normally is like it's this initial reaction and then instantly like oh actually that's really like not cool and so 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 you come back off of that for a second because you know i don't know it's in that in hermione though being the mature uh young lady that she is pops up and nope i'm gonna undo this this is not fun this is not silly this is silly you know nonsense so it's just so cool to see neville's arc and to see him grow mature and all that kind of good stuff throughout the story it's just it's just awesome. Yeah. Uh, he, yeah, this will be important though later on when, you know, Harry says that he's worth 12 of Malfoy. I love that. I love it that too. And so then I love it. Inter- he internalizes it so much that Harry Potter said this. So I'm going to mm-hmm. turn around to Malfoy and I'm going to say it as well. And it was also just cool to see him sort of like say, it's something I want to work on. I want to be braver. I want to be mm-hmm. whatever, even though he is, he is already. Um, it's just sort of him recognizing it and and and, and accepting yeah. you know what i mean it's there it doesn't you know yeah so and 12 actually if you google it it's supposed to generally represent like perfection or authority like you know someone is it almost like no telling him telling neville you're perfect the way you are and mm-hmm. yeah. you, you know better than malfoy in yeah. terms of you you're not he calls it stinking slytherin you know and and again we're taught from the gryffindor's perspective slytherin is a bad house to be in which is also sad but in this in this case he's just trying to cheer neville up and and say hey at least you're not a mean person like draco yeah you know? yeah for sure so you're way better than that yeah so that's really sweet. yeah which is good which is good now, as he hands him that card, though, the big the, the big reveal, right, is Nicholas Flamel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just, yeah, Nicholas Flamel, she whispered dramatically, uh, is the only known maker of the Philosopher's Stone. So Hermione goes and is like, We're, he's he's old. We've been looking in for modern witches and wizards mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And this is, we should have been looking for, you know, right. someone much older. Yeah. Uh, so that's, that's interesting. And then we go on to learn about the study of alchemy and uh, the elixir of life. 
and what the stone can do, how it can turn things into pure gold and everything and how it's studied and how Dumbledore studied mm-hmm. it with his good friend Nicholas mm-hmm. Flamel, mm-hmm. which leads Harry and Ron to go on and speculate what would they do with it if they had it. Yeah. Right? Which is kind of fun. Kind of cool, yeah. Uh, and then also we can't let Snape get it because Definitely not, yeah. clearly it's a valuable object and he's trying to steal it. So, Yeah. But anyways, they they that kind of gets over. They kind of gets lost and takes a backseat to the match, right? So, mm-hmm. um, but it makes me wonder. So sorry to interrupt, uh-huh. but first it made me like wonder. Okay, now they saw it on the card, and it, I think the final hint here is he's an alchemist when it clicked in Hermione's mind mm-hmm. that he's not in the contemporary books like the modern books. Yeah. I guess right. That's the final clue for her. Because she had the book the whole time and she forgot about it. And then the, that's that's the thing she hears when Harry reads it out loud. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Because you feel like, wow, they've been searching this whole time mm-hmm. for his name. And she didn't really check her own books. And right. I think the word alchemist, because I guess nowadays you don't really have alchemists anymore. Yeah. She's like, oh, we got to okay. look in into other books even though dumbledore wasn't into alchemy but he was also kind of old huh. yeah <laughs> so because it's not his age is actually not mentioned on the card yeah. that's why i'm like okay right yeah his work on alchemy with his partner nicholas flamel yeah she jumps up looks excited stay here she comes mm-hmm. back i never thought to look in here she whispered yeah. got this out of the library light reading blah blah did she ever say what it is though no 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 there you go so I was like, oh, that's oh, okay, cool. a bummer. But no, it's a cool connection. Interesting. But definitely, definitely, if you have the chance, check out our extendable ear edition, um, either on Apple Premium or on pa- Patreon, because we're going to cover that Nicholas Flamel is, was an actual person, and there's some mystery, and he actually probably had something to do with the stone. Wow. Like in real life. So That's awesome. We're yeah. going to talk about him in more detail in our EEE. So. Cannot wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. We'll just kind of finish up my part and I'll let you kind yeah. of do the second part. Um, essentially, we get to, well, actually right before they are talking about what they're going to do at the game a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ron and Hermione kind of figure out, uh, based upon Neville coming in and having the the binding curse, I guess, how do you say it? Is it, is it uh, lo- locomoto, locomotor, locomotor mo- uh, mortis? I think. Locomotor mortis. Yeah, locomotor Mo- mortis. mortis. Yeah, mortis. is the is the sort of um, mm-hmm. they're gonna hit Snape with that if he starts to jinx the broom or they see something wrong with Harry. So, uh, yeah, and <coughs> she's, ready she's to like, attack him. yeah, they're like ready to go. They actually brought their wands and <coughs> Neville sort of like kind of, what's up? You guys like brought your wands? Like you're looking for a fight mm-hmm. at this whole thing. So, yeah, I just thought it was kind of interesting how. How they're how they're super prepared and they're they're ready to go. Yeah, but that's so nice of them that yeah. they you know they really are worried about Harry. Yeah, and I mean that's like first years they make things up in their minds like oh if we're gonna fight him you know I don't know if they actually would have would have had the guts to oh even Snape fire that spell at Snape I think they would have <laughs> I think they would have actually Dumbledore's there though. Yeah. Um, so now I'm going to let you so t- uh, lead, mm-hmm. lead us through the second half here, but I do have a few interesting mm-hmm. thoughts mm-hmm. on the second half of this. Okay. So I love it. Okay. So 
my first thought is, so we see a very, very short Quidditch match. And we always have, so whenever uh, we read about Quidditch, I don't even know if it's always the case in the other books too. I feel like in Azkaban, we also get Harry's perspective. But often we get an outside of Harry's world or, or um, mind yeah. perspective, like yeah. Hermo Hermione and Ron. Uh, watching the game so we are more like spectators instead of we are yeah we are with, with the seeker yeah yeah so we don't really know what happened i mean he that was the probably a record in school history mm -hmm. uh less than five minutes snape barely had the time to to um call two fouls call two fouls. even two fouls wow okay um and then the game was over and the <laughs> What happened uh, behind Hermione, she was watching the whole time, but Malfoy was trying to get to Ron and Neville. Neville was there too. Right. Being really mean again. And we see him, I mean, in this book, he's probably, this and the next book, he's probably the meanest person. Later on, they would, we, we do see them mature a little bit, but this is like, he's right. just constantly nagging them and trying to pick a fight, pick a fight with them. Mm -hmm. And Ron's like, I'm not having this anymore. After like the, he really was good at ignoring him and just watching the game, but him and Neville they attacked them. And Neville, he's like, you know, Harry said I'm worth twelve of you, and then he, he attacked Crab and Goyle, and we know they were big guys. And they knocked him out. <laughs> they did. Cold, but he, he still went at him. Wing. He took on two of them. Which he did. So go Neville. There you go, Gryffindor. Gryffindor through and through. And through. Yeah. Um, but I was wondering because they always say, well, it's almost impossible to catch no, you know, it's most of the time the snitch gets caught around, I don't know how long an average Quidditch match would be, but that made me think. So, um, probably the referee releases the snitch prior to starting the game. I would feel like, because you can't have the. Um, both seekers just watching her release mm -hmm. it and then immediately go and catch it, right? Because yeah. they could like follow it. But then um, is the snitch harder to catch for the first 20 minutes or so? And then it's supposed to get easier and easier, you think? That'd be cool. Because I feel like otherwise, you know, it could be just pure coincidence that the snitch would just go by. Yeah, I think part of it too, so there's a lot of different variables. I think mm -hmm. when you are going against another really good seeker, they're not just watching for mm -hmm. the snitch. They're watching for the seeker the other seeker yeah and they're going to try to if they can't get it they're going to do everything they can as well um you know as the beaters they're going to try to interfere yeah right so the be so the better that hufflepuff would have been at interfering in harry's catch of this of the snitch mm -hmm. that's that's what you need mm -hmm. you need somebody who's good right. they do it good like in the movie they show a really good like shouldering they're they're yeah. kind of uh, next to each other yeah flying around, knocking each other, going up and down, moving, still trying to keep on the online mm -hmm. with the snitch. Yeah, it's so. kind of a gambling game too as a seeker, I feel like, because either you really keep close to the other seeker and hope if they say, seize a snitch, mm -hmm. then, well, you're close and you can inter interfere. But at the, at the same time, if you see the snitch, they're also close again. So yeah. do you want to yeah. keep your distance or you want to get close to them? Yeah, hmm. different, different strategies, I think. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you were a seeker that... Like, let's say you weren't good at spotting it. You would mm -hmm. want to just shadow mm -hmm. the other seeker. Yeah, you know? if you're fast and, yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you can outmaneuver him or something. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Anyway, so Harry, spectacular dive again, and he catches it. And Snape's furious. He's not happy about it. 
for some reason. Well, not for some reason, because Gryffindor now is in lead. And he, I feel like he does... We always see Snape as this character who hates the students, but I I think he does care about the Slytherins, and mm-hmm. honestly. Because that's the kids he can kind of connect with the best. Well, I think part of it was... I, I forgot about this, but Harry mm. was like flying right past him he barely turned on time to like avoid harry potter like hitting him I, yeah that so when he was diving for for, oh, for okay. this for the snitch yeah. harry was had to go through snape right oh. past him okay so i think maybe he was a little bit upset about that yeah. too possibly and then do you still want to talk about the game or do you want to talk about the next part because uh, the, the, i want to do a transition Okay, cool. Between, because you only have a little, little bit. little after game, and then Harry alone in the locker room. Not the locker room, but like where. Do you want to know where he's at? Because <clears throat> this yeah. is my cool connection. Yeah. I think this is awesome, and I think mm-hmm. this would be a really cool ambience video. Okay. Uh, Harry walks over. Everyone else is cheering, walking mm-hmm. off the pitch, and the, even some of his players are, are, he's like the last one to kind of leave the field. Oh, they and, actually and celebrate the, with him on the field still. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm talking about after that. Mm-hmm. Because, okay. because where he walks to. Do you know where he mm-hmm. walks to? The shed? Yes, he walks to the shed, and he walks to the broom shed. So he goes to this... He puts his broom in there. And Yeah, he puts his Nimbus 2000 in there, which I never thought about. <gasps> where does the, Where does the broom go? Yeah. He puts it in the broom I shed like or walks over... It, yeah, it's like this equipment shed mm. that is outside of... And I just imagined an ambience video of mm. a bunch of brooms magically locked up in there, possibly. Yeah. Oh, that's And cool. maybe each person has like their broom with their thing. Yeah. Maybe each house has its own broom shed or something mm-hmm, even, mm-hmm. Uh, like a line of them or maybe yeah. they're, you know, whatever. And this is Gryffindor and he walks mm-hmm. in and puts his equipment yeah. into the shed. Yeah. And I thought, I've never seen it depicted really no. in the movie and no. it's mentioned here. And I think he's even, let me see if I can find it. I feel like he, uh, so before he goes and chases them down, yeah, Harry reached the shed. He leaned against the wooden door and looked mm-hmm. up at Hogwarts. So He's actually leaning against the wooden door of the broom shed. And he's reminiscing about and he's the last just, hour. And he looked yeah. up at Hogwarts with its windows glowing red in the setting sun. Gryffindor in the lead. He'd done it. He'd shown Snape. And speaking of Snape, a hooded figure came swiftly out of the front steps of the castle. So, mind you, this is why I say, I know you're saying that they were cheering with him on the field, but mm-hmm. he let that all go. And took his time. I feel yeah, like it, yeah. it's not told to us. Yeah. You can just infer that because Snape had time to go back to the castle. Yes, I feel like there's been it's been an hour or so. Yeah, and, and it has mm. he's now walking out the front door. Yeah. So we just don't get that passage of time. And but if you slow down, you look at it for a second. Everyone who's ever mm. played like a game uh, knows yeah. people start to kind of dwindle out if it's a really yeah, big game. Yeah, they start talking. Yeah, and, and people come in and want to say hi. Right, and, right. Yeah. You, you say whatever. You might be the last person in the gym yeah. putting your pads or your, yeah. uh, you know, your whatever your volleyball gear away mm-hmm. or your your broom. And I don't know. Like he's also the victor. And sometimes I've seen him in football. Um, you know, you just have those guys who stuck around and mm-hmm. they wanted to reminisce about the field and talk about the game and then whatever yeah so or they'd be in the locker room they'd be the last one out of the locker room because that's really yeah. what harry's doing and i just thought it was a cool moment and if you're a sports fan and if you you, you enjoy that kind of stuff you'll know uh so, sort of what i'm talking about and mm-hmm. if not you've also seen it or you've heard it or you, you've read about it or it could not even sports like an orchestra concert yeah. and stuff like that uh, I remember one of my last orchestra concerts as a senior mm-hmm. going and just putting my instrument away for the last time mm-hmm. put it put, putting my bow away you know, and that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. And uh, it's it's so crazy. But I remember, like, <laughs> us seniors, we kind of sat there for a second. We're like, wow, it's over. This was the last like, orchestra's done. 
you know i know crazy it's, it's a, as crazy as that is but um yeah. you know that's why i love doing this podcast i feel like i've never enjoyed and and appreciated this little moment it's like one or two sentences really mm-hmm. yeah. in between but really filling it with your own interpretation and, and and filling it with a picture of it that that really makes it for me so much more enjoyable yeah and let me just for folks mm-hmm. who forgot this or didn't remember it we've even thought about doing things like things that you might have forgot or missed mm-hmm. you know as, as some of our short videos for harry potter hangout but harry left the changing room alone sometime later to take his nimbus 2000 back to the broom shed um he couldn't remember feeling happier he'd done something uh, to really be proud of. No one could say that he was just a famous name anymore. So he's yeah. thinking about all these different things. The yeah. evening air had never smelt so sweet. I love that. So, you know, you imagine yeah. how he's feeling. I can feel it, yeah. Right. He walked over the damp grass, uh, reliving the last hour in his head, uh, which was a happy hour. Yeah. It was a blur. It was a happy blur. I'm not even making that up. All right. Gryffindor uh, running to lift him up. Uh, onto their shoulders, Ron, Hermione, the distance, jumping up and down, Ron mm-hmm. cheering through a heavy nosebleed. And so then I got to the part where he reached the shed. You know what? I feel like I know he said to Remus when he first casted his um, uh, Patronus. Patronum, yeah. Yeah, Patronus that he rem- his first memory was flying on a broomstick. Mm-hmm. And Lupin said, no, it's not strong enough. But I feel like this... Is one of oh, he might have went through a couple. Memory yeah, it's a good one. Could have been, you know, a potential memory he could mm-hmm. use because he feels so happy in this moment. This first time he, not the first time they won, but like he really proved himself to be. The, uh, the, the, the time before it was kind of weird because there was this thing going on with his broom and yeah, he looked it was weird more like fighting, this, he, fighting yeah. the broom and then he accidentally, not accidentally, but like it was kind of a confusion. But this time it was really him who ha- who showed his abilities of being yeah. a great seeker. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. as much like I as much as I enjoy this part, um, I don't I'm not really a fan of, of, of this next part. Oh really? Um because it just doesn't to me doesn't make a lot of sense why he, I guess like yeah, Snape so Snape wanders off into the Forbidden Forest or, or I feel like they're not really deep in the forest, but like kind of yeah, like on the edge, on the, on the edge of the forest, and um, they planned up a meeting, or something. right? They planned up a meeting, and well, it makes more sense because he had. What if the Quidditch game though would have gone on for 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 like three hours? <laughs> he couldn't have made it. Oh yeah, but maybe they, maybe they, he met him somewhere in the hallway on his way back, and he's like, "You, I gotta talk to you." Outside, Outside, right now, okay. Forbidden yeah. Forest. Let's yeah. meet. Yeah, I feel like that's or, more. Or, yeah. yeah, so I said with the passage of time and with the broom shed, it felt mm. like an hour. He said over the last hour, mm. it was a five minute match. Mm. But Harry just said that he had been reminiscing about the the last hour. Yeah, so, I know. I feel. Uh, yeah, ma- ma- but ma- I feel like a Quidditch game could go on for two. Yeah, or three two three hours. hours. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Maybe uh, he just said after the Quidditch match. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. You okay, know? fair. That's fair. Um. But still, so Coral plays the stuttering professor. Yeah, yeah. Fe- you know, fears this. <laughs> this uh, but, but, but 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 Severus, I, I yeah, I, I I don't know what you, but I don't. Yeah, he never like actually really gets it out. <laughs> yeah, and and we again because it's a plot device from our perspective. First time reading it, you feel like yeah, something's up with Snape, and here we see it again. Snape's now, um trying to to 
put put Quirrell in a situation here, and and tr- it sounds like he's trying to get out of him what he's done to guard the stone, to get to the stone himself, or even f- get by past Fluffy. Fluffy, that, I so always, that's what. Yeah, I always felt like it was he was trying to figure out his bit of hocus pocus to get past Fluffy. Right, and I, I actually I, feel like Snape was pretending to be Dark Side to Quirrell on on purpose. Yeah, why would he do? Why would he do that? I think he's trying. He's wanting to pretend like he wants to help him or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I've, it's. I could be. I don't know. Like, because I've also always been a little bit mm-hmm. like, I don't know, mixed on this and not really. Yeah. Kind of misremembering some of it, but. Um, and then Harry, he's on his broom, and you feel like Snape would look around, but I guess he wouldn't. So check I mean, the sky. he says, "Have you found out how to get past the Beast of Hagrid's yet?" Mm-hmm. Right. So he already. He says, "Bubba, but Severus, I, you won't want me as your enemy, Quirrell, mm-hmm. right? I don't know what you you know perfectly well what I mean. Um, you're a little bit of hocus poke, hocus pocus, which I thought was pretty mm-hmm. awesome because there's a movie mm-hmm. hocus pocus and there's a new one coming out. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but he steadied himself. Yeah, yeah. You're, um, I'm waiting. He says, but I, I don't, I don't very well. We'll have another little chat soon when you've had time to think things over and decide." Where your loyalties lie. So, from Quirrell's perspective, why would he? Why does Snape want to know how to get past the dog? I think he just wants to make sure that he, I think he's telling Quirrell here. I know what you're trying to do. Have you figured out how to get past it yet? Huh? Like, like trying to tell him. I know you're on it. You, mm-hmm. You're trying to figure out everything. But then, yeah, why is he? What did he mean when he said you're a little hocus pocus? Like, mm-hmm. it, in that regard, it doesn't really makes sense to me that he says that because all of the professors mm-hmm. have a protection over right. it yeah right oh yeah yeah, yeah. and he was the troll yeah. that already kind of for hermione thanks um to right. him curl himself he already took care of that before them yeah so it's almost to me it just feels like snape might either be pretend i don't know i it could be wrong uh, but yeah. he has a history you know and maybe yeah. if he finds out that like something's going on with uh Quirrell, he might try to play that double agent thing, mm-hmm. which is to sort of say, "Hey, I also, yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, or maybe not. Maybe because again, it, who the person who knows that Voldemort is back is Quirrell." Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't think he he he's speculating on any of that. Like that Voldemort is involved at all right now at this point. Yeah, no, I, think, I don't think yeah, so either. That's yeah. not what I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I my thought about this, like like I said, I don't really like this part, but. I'm trying to make sense of it in terms of just Snape threatening him, um, Quirrell, that I am, um, I'm watching you. So you better watch out. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you better, you got to figure out where your loyalties lie because I know you're trying to do something that you're not supposed to. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So. All right. Um, but then, <laughs> you know, it's such a, such, such a shame for Harry that he just two minutes ago, he was like, loving this evening it was like one of the best days of his life so far probably and uh now he's troubled again about this about the stone and who you know uh, quidditch and sports in general they have the great potential to take your mind off of things that are going on in your life volleyball practice was always like a you know how people say when you meditate um you're getting into a space where you don't think about 
work or the next dinner or your problems really but it's you just focus on the moment in meditation it's you focus on your breath most of the time well in volleyball you just focus on this moment here the next the next play the next um uh serve or or hit or whatever um so that's always what that what practice did to me was help me be in the moment yeah <laughs> so yeah, I get that. um i feel like that's what happened to harry here for for at least two hours that mm -hmm. he really focused on the game winning the game partying with his friends he took his mind off of school of the stone and everything and now this really hits hard because he now knows how how urgent it is and it, that's you know they're thinking it's snape only quirrell stands between him and the stone so he returns mm -hmm. back to the Gryffindor Tower, where the party is still going oh, on, yeah. and I love that because it says the Weasleys stole food for uh, for the party in the common room, but now we know they're actually friends with the house elves in mm -hmm. the kitchen, right? That's mm -hmm. what they later on yeah. say. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we knew all along that there was house elves. But it's kitchen. cooler if yeah, it seems like they stole, stole it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was kind of. Well, funny. these guys are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> They're stealing food. <laughs> they're they're actually probably down there like chatting with. Yeah, just chatting. Hey, you guys, like, you guys got anything extra? And, and we know we remember when they, uh, I think Hermione and Harry, or or all three of them, first time they entered the kitchen and the house elves were like trying to give them everything, like cook here you go, you can't you can't leave with empty hands, yeah. you know, empty yeah. pockets. So it's really like you just got to go in there and they will shower you with yeah. food. <laughs> um, Let's go. <laughs> so. The last thing um, that kind of stuck out to me was that Ron says, so Harry tells Ron and Hermione the news and they're shocked. And then um, they realize, yeah, the only thing that stands between Snape and the stone is Quirrell and, and him not uh, breaking down. And Ron says, oh, it'll be gone by next Tuesday. By next Tuesday. And I'm like, why does he say next what's next tuesday like why doesn't he say like by next week you know like why was he being so specific mm -hmm. about next tuesday and i couldn't really figure it out but oh, are why you just, she are you chose i think it's a saying i think that's Is a, i think it's a saying yeah oh okay maybe it's um, my uh, lack of knowledge of the english language <laughs> yeah it just it'll be gone by next week it'll be gone by next tuesday yeah i think okay, i've so heard you, that yeah I, he wasn't really specifically talking about the day tuesday I thought like, oh, maybe that's the next time they have defense against the dark arts or what's what's the deal with Tuesday? Yeah. Um, what does it mean by next Tuesday? Yeah, I don't know. It's a common usage makes the most okay. sense when you're trying to distinguish between, mm. I don't know, next Tuesday. Yeah, I've just, I've just heard it said a lot. So. Oh, okay. See, that's I'm learning stuff. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, awesome. Anything else for the chapter? I, yeah, no, not really. I think um, it's a pretty short chapter. And the big thing is we figure out um, who Flamel is. And then that's, uh, that it's really, uh, really urgent to figure out. Mm -hmm. Yep. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a cool little chapter. You, I think the best parts are Neville, uh, just him sort of uh, the, the fight that's going on mm. behind and never, mm. no one really notices it and it's five minutes everyone's cheering so much action going on that you yeah. <laughs> could almost miss that and then Ron's got a bloody nose and they're all cheering yeah. it's, great. it's great and then the other bit I'm glad that like hopefully uh, folks hadn't you know thought much or forgot mm -hmm. about the broom shed situation and I mean honestly if you ask me now I would say this is my favorite part 
This little part is my favorite part now that we kind of yeah, talked embellished about it. on it. Well, because I it, yeah. was thinking like, imagine an, uh, like an ambience video where it's just you t- draw a picture of Harry leaning against that shed yeah. and, the, and the door is open and you can see yeah. the brooms in there and it's just yeah. this like, and then Hogwarts is, is off, like it's almost like a, a profile view of shed, Harry, and then in the back you see the castle. And yeah. you also see just over here off the, the screen. And the colors that are described here with yeah. the sunset. Yeah, and you might even see like the Quidditch pitch. He's mm-hmm. ne- the shed's just outside of it or nearby in some, in some way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, in my mind, that's sort of what I was like. Whoa, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, anyways, neat little chapter, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's fun. Good stuff. Okay. Do we have some uh, some ancient wisdom to this chapter? Huh. Ancient wisdom <laughs> for this chapter. I guess, like you could say, maybe. You know how in the beginning, Hermione and Ron are like trying to convince Harry not to play yeah. because of a potential threat through mm-hmm. Snape. I guess like it's cool to to see how he's not afraid. He's like, no, I believe in myself. I I gotta play. I like he feels that responsibility, but also his own wish to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think that's cool because they don't really know like is Snape really gonna try and get him or. Mm-hmm shake him off his broom yeah no, we didn't yeah for sure you know another thing that i think is, is cool and a, a big takeaway that would mm-hmm. be you know uh uh nice to kind of consider think you know throw into your life a little bit uh harry says to neville you're worth 12 oh, and yeah. it sticks with neville so much that later at the game he says i'm worth 12 yeah. of you so brave. he really yeah. took on those words that harry said i think people forget how much words mm-hmm. can hurt and mm-hmm. how much words can heal and how and encourage and inspire Mm. yeah so i i oftentimes want to err on the side with my students of just building them up making them feel good passing them on because i you just never know i mean i don't ever need a kid to tell me that that inspired them or whatever i'll never know most of the time it's just like whatever whatever, man um you know but like i still do i want to get them fired up and get them pumped up and i hope you know maybe one out of ten or something walks away and says yeah i am that like and they 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 take it and they internalize something good and kind that i said or passed on to them or encourage them in, in some skill that they have or whatever it might be right i feel like if you're out there and you see somebody who maybe needs a compliment or mm-hmm. you feel like you should compliment or give them something yeah, yeah go ahead those words are powerful and, yeah. they, and they will i remember things that people said about me that mm-hmm. either really hurt or that really helped yeah you know so yeah yeah i mean you if you have a compliment in your head that you're kind of like going back and forth should i say it or not well you're never going to regret saying it really just yeah. say it you know tell somebody I, that you i've even know, you know here's like the thing. their I, shirt or yeah I've even aired on the side of like some people like, oh, that's weird or whatever, especially with high schoolers. I get it all the time, <laughs> okay. you know, which is fine. Like, yeah. like, honestly, I'm okay being the kind of like, oh, you know what? Like, that's kind of weird. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not talking about doing anything like actually weird. I mean, like yeah. taking a kid and saying, you, you know, like, like or in, in, any person and telling them like that you see good qualities in them, that yeah. you see yeah. something that's good and talk about yeah. that and try to kind of stir that up and, mm-hmm. and, um, and focus on it. And be sincere with that. I think yeah. it's good. Even if they're kind of like, oh, I don't know, it's a little awkward or whatever. It's all about your intent. You know, cause that's yeah. high schoolers in general. It's just yeah. people. <laughs> and I've had people sort of be like, cool. It's it's interesting when you find people who are uh, like-minded in that sense mm-hmm. and they want to, and, and you know, encourage and, and fire people up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like, 
yeah, I, I don't know. I would uh, rather err on that side than not. I would rather do that and be mm-hmm. called awkward and whatever than for, for the one kid who needed to hear it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I love that. Yeah. I, I love know. that uh, takeaway from the chapter. Right, right. I totally missed that. Not missed that, but I forgot oh, no, to the, mention it. Yeah, there's multiple. Awesome. Yeah, there's multiple takeaways. I mean, there's multiple lessons to be learned mm-hmm. from every chapter and all of these different characters and yeah. and tons of stuff. I mean, one of them is, is you know, don't go into the Forbidden Forest <laughs> and meet Snape. Yeah. Oh, poor mm. quarrel. <laughs> yeah, right. No. Yeah, right. Anyway. All right, cool. So I that's pretty much it, friends. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of a shorter chapter and a uh, good little discussion. Uh, yeah. Anything else? Mm-hmm. I'm excited to talk about Flamel. Yeah, me too. All right, well, let's do that. Let's jump into the Extendable Ear edition here in just a little bit. So, mm-hmm. friends, if you want to, you can uh, support us over there, there on uh, Patreon uh, or Apple Premium where we're going to be posting some stuff. By the way, if you support us on Apple Premium, uh, you're going to have access to some of the Star Wars Hangout uh, exclusive mm-hmm. editions that will be coming down the line. So uh, feel free to you know, check that out uh, Yeah, as, as, it, as it rolls out. If you will. Mm-hmm. So, friends, that is all for this week. Thanks for turn, tuning into, turning into, tuning into, turning into uh, Shell Cottage Radio, 94.7 COZY. We will join you in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting those new positive Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Baboons. If you don't want to miss the next episode, then be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us that review. Follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. Yeah, and I want to take the chance again to. Thank all our current, and I learned this, it's not our current Patreons, it's our current patrons. Sorry about that. So um, That's fine either way. <laughs> thank you guys so much. We appreciate you to the moon and back. Next week, we will discuss chapter 14 of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Norbert, the Norwegian Ridgeback. And for that, we will have our special guest, Melissa, with us. I'm so excited to talk to her and learn more about the collector's community, actually, and her view on the chapter. Yeah, so definitely do not miss out on the next week's episode. Again, thanks for joining Blur's Book Club in their shell cottage today. We know it's not much, but it's home. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. (sighs) Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.